When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. What makes me a little nervous is the first three, four games that the Vikings have on their schedule. That, to me, looks daunting. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. (laughs) I think, unfortunately, you know, I like, I I hate that whole, like, panic button situation three games in, but those, to me, are such defining games on their schedule. Makes me a little uncomfortable, but it's kind of like, what's the lesser of two evils? Play those guys in the first one, weeks one and three, or 15 and 17? Minnesota's own right there, and a former intern at 1500 ESPN back in 2010 or 11, Jamie Erdahl, who landed the Good Morning Football host job that Kay Adams left. Tom Pelissero moving on up the last couple of years that. at NFL Network. Fun to see uh, some Minnesota people moving up the media ladder and some former 1500 ESPN and mm-hmm. Mackie and Judd contributors here. All we do is spawn superstars in the media industry, Declan. We got our uh, guy Rami now, too, in Sacramento. Like, we, we're just kind of spread, we're spreading everyone around, dude. This is what That's we do. That's right. This is what yep. we do. So this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. You may notice, where's Judd? You know, Phil's always gone. That guy's lazy. He always takes vacation, you know. Um, Declan was on a vacation yeah. recently. This is, I think... We're trying to put our heads together. We're pretty sure this is the first time since the pandemic hit that Judd has taken a non like Christmas day off or maybe like a fourth of July <laughs> where we might put up like a, you know, an old episode storytelling right. episode or something. Right. But uh, yeah, weddings, funerals, which uh, he's at a wedding, by the way, with family this weekend and maybe like the occasional Christmas, unless there's a Vikings game being played on Christmas, in which case. He works. And he hates the holiday break schedule. He hates that people, everyone, I think it's more of he doesn't like that everyone else takes time off during the uh, Christmas, New Year's time, which I just think it's a hilarious classic Zolgad nitpick to pick. Just Get like, back to work. Like, why, why people aren't here? But then he hates when the building's full, too, like when it's a yeah. normal Tuesday. It's like, John, which one is it? Do you, do you not want people, people are lazy, yeah. taking, taking days off for oh, the holidays. Oh, my God. So the show is presented here, this uh, Purple Daily Reads the Comments edition of the show, presented by our friends at both Surly Brewing Company. It is the summer of Surly, so please keep showing us your cans by tweeting us the Surly that you're drinking over the weekend here. And also TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances, TCL, bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology at TCL.com. All right, let's dive into the comment section. I received three or four of these 
Colin Cowherd clarification notes over the last couple of days. I have not heard or seen this clip, but I'm going to trust that you guys have your ears on the ground for us. So a few weeks ago, Colin Cowherd, apparently on his radio show, said the Vikings were going to double their win total in 2022, which had a lot of people like, well, they won eight games. Yeah, yeah. So are you saying they're going to go 16-1 and one with a 17-game schedule? And my guess is he probably was just like, you know, when you're doing three hours of radio a day, you're just kind of throwing crap out there. And, you know, he thinks they're going to be improved, but didn't really, he couldn't, maybe he thought they were a six-win team or something last year and they fired their coach. So uh, he clarified, apparently, this is from Jake Ward via the Scorner app. Just a quick note, since his name had been mentioned a few times, Colin Cowherd said today on his show, this is the 12th, so a couple days ago, that the Vikings will go 14-3, and win the division, and should be the number one choice to bet the over this season. And I got two other notes from people saying that he said 13 or 14 wins for the Vikings. Uh, what do you think, Dex, about this national media? I don't, I don't think the Vikings get a lot of national media love, and I don't no. know that they should. Like they kind of right. have to prove it here with a new coach and Kirk Cousins. But at least, at least one of these guys thinks they're going to be ridiculously good this season. I think thirteen, fourteen wins is awfully, awfully lofty, especially for like the first year. You know, if the Vikings are a 10, 11 win team in two thousand twenty two, then maybe if everything clicks and everything goes right, and Kevin O'Connell indeed is a genius, um, then in twenty twenty three they could be a team that could be the favorites uh, to get out of the NFC. But just looking at um, looking at Action Network right now, they're over-under win totals. So the Vikings are actually at nine right now, according to uh, to Action Network. And other teams, to me, that could hammer their win total, the Jaguars are six and a half. Even if the Jaguars get to nine or ten, like that's, that's awesome. Like They went three to four over their win total. I can see that happening. Uh, the Ravens are nine and a half. They were hampered by injuries last year, and I feel like if they're healthy and they're just a good coach team and... Lamar Jackson's, I think, going to bounce back, too. That could be a team that does win 12 or 13 games. But to his point, there really isn't another team out here that like, I would be shocked that would be just that would go way over their projected over-under win total. Raiders are 8.5. They could be good, but that division's just going to be a dogfight, so I don't know just mathematically how that would work. But I, I understand Colin's logic that they might have the best odds to have the most over from their preseason win total. But I think them being a 13 to 14 win team to me just seems a little lofty at this point. Yeah. I'm trying to find, I don't know that anyone has come. And maybe I actually, I feel like I have seen, you know, just like the whole schedule laid out and, and how many games they're favored by. So I'm going to kind of do this just game by game real quick, but it is on paper. They're going to be favored in more games than not. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to find a week one line for Packers, Vikings here, just to see. Are they favored in week one they're, at home I, against the I believe they're a home dog. I believe they are an underdog at home against the Packers. At least Colin was talking. Here we go. Yeah, we played that clip, and, and they were a home dog, I believe. Yeah, it's a two-point two point dog against the Packers. So they're they're not favored week one. At Philadelphia, I can't imagine they're going to be favored at Philadelphia. But they'll be favored home against Detroit. I think they'll be favored... Again, if they start zero and three or something, these line, you know, or three and zero, like it, I'm just saying right now. Yep. Then they're going neutral site, New Orleans. I think they'll be favored there. Home against Chicago, favored. At Miami feels kind of like a pick 'em right now. Yeah. So let's leave that one off the side. Home against Arizona should be favored. I think favored, I maybe think like one point favorite. Yeah. yeah. At Washington, probably a favorite. Buffalo, no. 
home Dallas totally depends on how Dallas is doing at that point in November. New England home, probably a favorite. Jets home favorite. Detroit road favorite. Indianapolis maybe at home. But then you're going to be favored home against the Giants and probably not at Green Bay, but at Chicago you will. So I just counted for sure nine games you're going to be favored in. Yeah. Are you going to win all nine of those? Not necessarily. But very interesting. 13 or 14 yeah. wins 13, from, from the herd. All right. 13 and 14 seems uh, pretty impressive. I mean, that's that's Kevin O'Connell, like we talked about earlier this week, getting coach of the year. Um, that's the defense bouncing back. That's Kirk Cousins breaking a potential glass ceiling that we've been asking him to do for a long time. Everything mm-hmm. would have to go right for that to be the case, and I just think that's a little little too high expectations. Yep. I, I kind of feel like year two would be a little more likely, but then again, like year two, a lot of these, like Eric Hendricks might be gone, Harrison Smith might be gone, but here's another one too. This is more of like probably local perception, but according to Betway, here is a likability of NFL teams ranking using link fluence. Okay. So this is, I don't know how they have some sort of methodology by, by gauging fan response and positive posts. So like the percentage of posts that are positive talking about certain teams. Don't ask me how they calculate this, but the team that's generated the most, the highest percentage of likability. Have you seen this by the way? No, I, I've never even heard of this. Okay. Who would you guess has the highest likability percentage this so far, like this, the first six months this offseason? The Bills? No. In fact, the Bills are like 27th. What? Um, I just feel like everyone's all. This makes no sense. Uh, I will say two more, just two guesses. I'll say either the Chiefs or the Packers. Everyone's the Packers, just they love each other. The Packers are third. Okay. The Chiefs are 14th, probably because Tyreek Hill got traded oh, and they're right. pissed off about Tyreek Hill. I didn't think of that. Okay, who's the not? Chicago Bears are number okay. one. I call baloney on this formula. But here's my thought. Again, I have no idea how the sausage is made here. Were people so happy that Matt Nagy got fired and oh. Ryan, Ryan Pace, right? Yeah. It's possible that they're they're so happy to just be done with the previous era yes. of Bears football, and now the new guys are coming in here, and it's... It's a reset and a rebuild, but everyone's on the same page and happy about the direction of the franchise. I, and Justin Fields, too, I guess, like even though we don't no. know yet, he's still a first round pick quarterback that people are going to gravitate towards that. Yeah, I need to know more about how the sausage is made necessarily, but I, I don't so, understand. <laughs> the Vikings are 30th out of 32 on the likability <laughs> slash positivity. I, for one, I blame Judd, okay? Mr. Negative Judd Zolgad just bringing the likability rating down here for the franchise. And I'm trying to figure this out. I think I think people are so split with what they decided to do this offseason. There's a lot of people that hate the fact that they extended Cousins. A lot of people that maybe wanted Jim Harbaugh as a coach. I'm just trying to go back and rack my brain for why. And also, it's you know, they've just been stuck in the mud 7 8 9 wins on a regular basis outside of 2000 17 so yeah there's not there's not like an overwhelming amount of positivity flowing into you know this vikings chatter going into the season and look kirk is a polarizing quarterback and i'm guessing a lot of that feedback price skews towards negativity than it does positivity so i if, if that's part of their reasoning with their positive posts i can see what that being lower but 30th seems awfully low and bears being one yeah i i don't get it
Mm. Don't understand. I don't know. Maybe Linkfluence and Betway are just consuming uh, Purple Daily. It's it might be. It's all negative. Yeah, it all could the be. Time. May as well. I would. <laughs> okay. This is a pretty incredible email here from Brian Bruns. And I, I'm going to, I, I got to make a note here to just respond to Brian here uh, off microphone too. But uh, Brian sent an email to the show. And I think I'm good sharing this because I, you know, Brian, this is just an amazing email. He says, not sure how to start this email, but here it goes. On June 20th, I suffered a sudden heart attack. It's actually called sudden cardiac death. About 0.1% people who this happens to survive. I've been in and out of the hospital since June 20th, and many of the doctors have told me that there must be some special reason I'm still alive. Throughout all of this, I've been trying to figure out how, and more importantly, why I'm still here. Your show has helped me pass the time and not go crazy while I've been in the hospital. So thank you so much for that. First of all, before I finish the rest of this email, no, Brian, dude, thank you for the fact that you even like listen to us when something like this is happening to you is, I don't know, more of a compliment than we could probably ever hope to receive. So right. thank you for being a loyal listener and um, just glad that you have to this point, you know, made it out of those crazy bad odds. Um, the show has also made me think is the reason why I'm still here to see out the Vikings finally winning a Super Bowl. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I can't come up with a better reason, so perhaps this is our year. Anyway, I just wanted to thank you all for helping me get through a really tough and terrifying time. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot. That that's an incredible story. Um you know, I always when I when I hear stuff kind of just like that, like I always I always have to use the word spooky, but spooky in a good way. Um, cause to his point, like the odds were against him and, and his doctors had basically told him that, Hey, th- there, there's a crazy reason why you're still here and we can't really quantify it maybe scientifically. And, and if that's the reason, if it's the Vikings winning a Super Bowl, man, I, I'm, I'm, Let's I'm with it. you. Let's go get it. I think that's incredible, dude. Thank you for listening Let's and, and your win support. One, win one for Brian, man. So yeah, Brian, thank you so much. And you know, you know, anytime you want to hit us up, just reach out anytime and, uh, we'll throw your takes out to the Purple Daily audience. Uh, BG via the Score North app. He says, let's open up an old wound. Give your guys record prediction and ceiling of this oh current team if you inserted Jim Harbaugh as the head coach uh-huh. in 2022. And his projected coordinators, which would have been Pep Hamilton as the offensive coordinator and Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator, which you you kind of hired you know a Vic Fangio disciple in Donatel anyways. I think this team would be top seven in the NFL based off all these coaches' track records and the talent they have to work with on each side of the ball. So, all right, let's say they hired Jim Harbaugh instead of <laughs> Kevin O'Connell. What would your record projection be, Dex? Uh, I will say, weirdly enough, in, in the moment, I think it'd be better right away because Jim Harbaugh is, is a guy that gets the most out of his team a lot early, and it's very volatile. But I, I think he is someone that would, that would galvanize them pretty damn quick. Uh, I actually, I was on uh, the Homer Horn podcast. My guy Chris Shot earlier this week, and he asked the same, a similar question about what would have, what would have this looked like if Jim Harbaugh was the coach and not Kevin O'Connell. Um, I think it would have been a lot of fun from our perspective, from people that from us that have covered football teams and covered the Vikings before. I think it'd be a blast because he is just a weird, quirky guy. But I think he probably would have gotten a lot out of this roster pretty damn quick. The problem is, is he has a crash and burn kind of tendency. So I think long term, three to five years from now, things could get pretty ugly quick. But I think in the moment, the Vikings might pop up, win more games than they should in immediate in the immediate fashion. But then they would probably go downhill pretty dang quick. 
and and he was the kind of person that like Zimmer, where I think he kind of would eventually the players would turn on him a little bit. They get sick of his shtick to a degree. Uh, but I think in the moment, he actually weirdly enough, I think the Vikings would be more successful in the immediate run. I mean, he's a short-term jolt for sure. So, so 2011 is when he took over the 49ers, and they went from six wins in 2010 to 13 wins in the first season in a conference title game. And Alex Smith went from being basically a bust who'd been in the league for know, five, six years, and Alex Smith was all of a sudden, you know, he wasn't the best quarterback in the NFL, but he was the best version of Alex Smith starting in 2011 with, with Jim Harbaugh. So, yeah, I, I mean, Harbaugh having more experience as a head coach, you wouldn't have to worry about, oh, man, he's calling plays for the first time and having to worry about game management and all these things that Kevin O'Connell's going to have to worry about. Harbaugh would just hit the ground running. So I, I would have expected a, a for sure a short-term jolt. And so I guess I'll say, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably put the Vikings on like 11 or 12 wins if yeah. I knew Jim Harbaugh was the coach in year one. How quickly would it? Fizzle out? Would it be after one, two, three years? I think those are valid questions. Um, now, on the, the flip side, so Sean McVay was hired to be the Rams coach back in 2017. He was like 30 or 31 years old or just some ridiculously young age. So he took over for stale Jeff Fisher. These, these sort of middling 500 to, to worst teams. And they so they went from four wins with Jeff Fisher to eleven in Sean McVay's first year right. in 2017, and then a Super Bowl the next year. And the, so the Vikings are hoping that they are hiring the I don't know just the a diet version of Sean McVay. I don't think you can expect Sean McVay 2.0 here. So you you can hire a young, inexperienced offensive mind to make a jump if the pieces are there. But yeah, I think I think it's fair to say we we'd all be talking about eleven, twelve wins with with Jim Harbaugh here, and we're a little bit in wait and see mode with Kevin O'Connell. Um, a few more things here we need to get to, but let's shout out a couple of our friends here, starting with uh, the 3M. If you're if you're watching the Open Championship right now, it's a mm-hmm. blast. You're getting up early. If you've got that golf itch the rest of the summer to go see a big event, the 3M Open is probably your best bet here, Dex. Yeah, 3M Open uh, is going to be a blast. The TPC Twin Cities uh, come up July 18th through the 24th, so next week. Yeah, and a lot of those guys who are at the Open right now, some of them will also be uh, at the 3M Open at, 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 at TPC Twin Cities. Uh, Tony Finau is going to be there. Ricky Fowler is going to be there. Cameron Champs uh, coming to defend that title. You can get your tickets at 3MOpen.com slash tickets. Kids 15 and under also get in free with a paid adult ticket. Going to be a blast. It's one of the best courses in, in Minnesota and the entire Midwest, to be honest. TPC Twin Cities. So go check it out. 3MOpen.com slash tickets. Yeah. Or if you're more the racing type, there's That's things true. happening at Brainerd International Raceway, too. Yeah, Motor America is coming to Brainerd International Raceway. Five classes and over 120 riders, 90 total super bike races. That's right. We got super bike races. That hit me maybe with a football. There we go. You can join Brainerd International Raceway and Motor America for those three days of heart-pumping entertainment uh, July 28th through the 31st. You can visit birmn.com for camping and ticket information. Yeah, you can camp up there too. birmn.com for camping and ticket information. Brainerd International Raceway. All right, let's get back to the comment section here from the Score North app. Robbie Bruzich says, I, I had a thought while listening to the show the other day when you guys brought up Eli Manning, Brett Favre, and Matthew Stafford. How much do you think, so those are kind of the gunslinger type quarterbacks. How much do you think you got? Uh, how much do you guys think where a quarterback went to college 
and the offense he ran in college has to do with how they might be in their commitment to risk aversion. We talked about how, you know, Kirk, Kirk likes to see a receiver open a little bit more. And, and there's been public discussions about this between Kirk and assistant coaches and stuff. You know, it's not like a, we're not breaking news here, but um, he's not going to take as many risks, which is why he doesn't throw 15, 20 interceptions in a season. But I would guess the rate of high-risk throws out of Big Ten quarterbacks is much lower than guys that built their foundation as quarterbacks in the uh, weekly shootout dogfights in the Big 12 or SEC. I love this question. That's genius. So I went back just for fun. I actually kind of widened the scope of of my answer here. So I went back and just said, I, I don't know that there's that many viable Big Ten quarterbacks, period. Yeah. Over the last 25 years. I mean, Tom Brady, obviously, Drew Brees from Purdue. And so I went to stathead.com and pulled up the last 25 years. Who are the most successful Big Ten drafted quarterbacks? Tom yeah. Brady, number one. Drew Brees, number two. Russell Wilson, oh, who yeah. spent one year at Wisconsin. One He's year. actually more of an ACC quarterback who then went to the Big Ten yeah. his last year. NC State. And Kirk Cousins is probably the fourth most successful Big Ten drafted quarterback in the last 25 years. Because after Kirk Cousins, the list gets dark and meager. Brian Greasy. Oh, yeah. Kyle Orton. Yep. I'm using pro football references, just career (laughs) value chart here. Uh, Chad Henney, Trevor Simeon, Drew Stanton, C.J. Beathard, Justin Fields. Troy Smith, Brooks Bollinger, Jim Sorgi, Dwayne Haskins, Curtis Painter. Shit, any. Oh, that's bleak. That's it. That is bleak. He brings up a good point, though. Like, because what do we always, the the buzzword that I always hear around draft time from the Kuipers and everyone else is, well, he, he ran the spread offense in college, so he's ready for the NFL. I need someone who's a lot more smarter, maybe our guy Alex Boone, who loves to break down the football terms. Um, why is it that the spread offense in college means it's going to be an easy transition for a dude in the NFL? I just truly don't know. I'm not educated enough. But it is interesting that, like, you look at Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, who they literally passed, like, a bajillion times, right? Case Keenum uh, set the uh, passing college passing record, I believe, at Houston, right? They pass all the time. Uh, Justin Herbert at Oregon, they always have high-flying offenses. It is interesting that the Big Ten quarterbacks, yeah, there is definitely a risk adverse and uh, a ceiling of safeness that they never really crossed during their time in college or in the NFL, too. It's a thing. So think about that again. Kirk Cousins is on the Mount Rushmore of Big Ten quarterbacks (laughs) the last 25 years. And he's he's had a good career, and he's probably maximized what what he should. But so now here's the last 25 years, Big 12 drafted quarterbacks. And, again, I'm just going off of pro football references sort of uh, career value chart. Patrick Mahomes, number one, Kyler Murray, mm. Sam Bradford, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, and then the list gets weird. Josh Freeman, your guy. My guy. RG3, Vince Young, Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, Brad Smith, Blaine Gabbert, Colt McCoy, Seneca Wallace, Brandon Whedon, Sage Rosenfels, Chris Sims, Mason Rudolph, Bryce Petty, Landry Jones, Coy Detmer, and, and that's it, pretty much. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, and even because uh, Josh Allen's a Wyoming guy, Pat Mahomes was Texas Tech. I'm just trying to think like all the best quarterbacks right now. Aaron Rodgers was Cal. Yeah, it is kind of, well, and Cal's Pac-12. Let's pack go 12. SEC. But yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, that's really interesting. 
Lamar. Okay, here's here's SEC. Lamar Jackson was Louisville. That's Conference USA, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, SEC, last 25 years. Peyton and Eli, Cam mm-hmm. Newton, Matthew Stafford, Jay Cutler, Ryan Tannehill. All right, there's there's more here. Good guys. Uh, actually, there's not that many more. Dak Prescott, and then Jason Campbell. Okay, yep. There's Tim this, Couch, there's Rex Grossman, Joe Burrow. Okay, yep. Mac, Mac Jones, Drew Locke, Tua, Tim Tebow, Matt Flynn, Jamarcus Russell, Danny Werfel, Brendan Allen, Johnny Manziel, A.J. McCarron, Ryan Mallett, Brody Croyle, Jake Fromm, State Farm, Zach Mettenberger, and Jared Stidham. That's incredible. These are a great list. Should we just, this is fun. I'm going to do Conference USA. Yeah, I want to know now. So there's Lamar. Yeah, is Louisville Conference USA? Or I thought they I were maybe so. Big 12. I wasn't sure. Hold up here. Okay, Conference USA last 25 years. Uh... It's it's not a it's not a good list. Louisville might be ACC. Uh, David yeah. Garrard, J.P. Losman, Sean King. <laughs> Sean King. Where do all these Fox. quarterbacks go yeah. to college? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Don't you don't know. Okay, I'll do ACC real quick here. Um, okay, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Matt okay. Schaub, yeah. Aaron Brooks was nice. pretty good for a few years. Yeah. There's yeah. Lamar, ja- yeah, Lamar Jackson, Louisville okay. ACC. So SEC is uh, our best James, bet. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, Tyrod Taylor, Mitch Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Jacoby Brissett, Christian Ponder, maybe not, EJ Manuel. It's amazing. There's also just like not think about how many truly great quarterbacks that play eight to ten right. years as a starter. Are, are there really in the last 25 years? Probably fewer than we think. Yeah, that's true. So, but that was yeah. a, that was a great question. All right, let's uh, let's see here. Ty Cox via the Purple Daily YouTube channel. You guys can't help yourselves as you are so desperate to be relevant and validated in your disdain for Kirk Cousins. The most interesting take from Kevin O'Connell is where he emphatically states on your show how much the great Pat McAfee supports the team, a Colts fan who supports what the Vikings are doing. And then T5 chimes in on Twitter literally has to be exhausting to call yourself a fan of a team and constantly degrade the most important position on the field. Deep down, you hope Cousins plays bad so you can say, I told you so. It's a mental illness for sure. And it is now time for our monthly reminder on Purple Daily that if you think criticism is equivalent to being a hater, we might not be the show for you, and it might be time for you to grow up as a sports fan. Seriously. Uh, It is, and I will say this too. Judd would, by the way, be going more apoplectic than I am right now, but it is not... On one hand, we do we we are here as sort of the straw that stirs the drink for for Vikings fans. We hope that Purple Daily, while not for everyone, is a daily place and a daily community. We're super interactive, and so we'll take criticisms and whatever. We just want to build a fun, big community for Vikings fans, uh, and and we just happen to be sort of the the Pied Pipers who blab for thirty, forty, fifty minutes every day. But with that, it is not our responsibility to just blindly support and follow everything that happens under any and all circumstances. Right. I mean, think about that. I mean, cause there were people in Minnesota media that just sort of blindly supported and defended everything Mike Zimmer did. And then how'd that work out? So what happens then when like, obviously you're either wrong or lying Yeah. and Mike Zimmer gets fired and not like, I, I, I guess we've always said we'd, re- even if we're wrong, 
We'd rather just say what we actually think. And if that means being critical, we're at least being honest with you. But if you're the type of fan that just needs constant positive discussion and validation and you need to stick your head in the sand like an ostrich to ignore any haters or negativity, it's very possible that Purple Daily just isn't the show for you. And Minnesota sports fans are sometimes strange with this. Like, I, I see this a lot with wild fans of like anyone that criticizes the wild that are deep wild fans. Like, oh, like you got, you're an idiot. You don't know anything. Blah blah blah. It's just like, no. Like, I want this team to be successful, and it's painful when they fall on their face like they always do. Same with the Twins, who have lost 18 consecutive playoff games, and that one has definitely soured me more than probably the other uh, four uh, out of the other four men's major sports teams, just because they've lost 18 consecutive games, and I have, you know. Why don't you believe in the team? They'll get them this time. It's because they've lost 18 consecutive playoff games, and I am mentally and physically exhausted after every single one. Uh, it, there's nothing wrong with criticizing your favorite team or your favorite players because you want them to have the championship aspirations. You want to be the one that has them on the parade. That We want that. We want that feeling. So we're, we're going to be upset until we get that feeling. Yeah, I think you know the Vikings haven't been above 500 in 900 days. And so I think they're... There's a lot of fans, God. probably more fans than not, that are just, just, especially if you go back to you know the 70s or the 80s, you're just kind of sick of the 500 football dance that this franchise does. Now, on the flip side, when a player performs well, like we are leading the Justin Jefferson bandwagon on this show. Nobody yep. praises and defends Justin Jefferson on these just ridiculously pointless offseason lists than we do. Like We will yeah. literally find a list that has Justin Jefferson fourth instead of first or second and go to town on it for 15 minutes because... When a player performs well, we are here to support and praise that player. But when a player or a team deserves criticism, we're going to criticize. That's how it works. Maybe you feel like we're not being fair because we all tend to agree. Like We disagree on a lot of things, but we tend to agree on Kirk Cousins on this show that he's fine. He's one of the 15 best quarterbacks, but he's not worth the money that you're paying him, and he has underdelivered, and the team has underdelivered. If you disagree with that, that's fine. I'm not being a hater. I'm just mostly spitting facts and opinions. So I just I get so sick of criticism being equivalent like uh, you know people equating criticism to hate that you're right. a hater. It's like, no. And look, <laughs> so dude, just... the, the training camp's like ten days away. Honestly, we're we're less than two months from week one of football. Like I'm getting that itch. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Like let's go. There's a new coach. Like there's there's plenty of things to be pumped up about with the Vikings team. But uh, but there's nothing wrong too with having some questions. Or then when the season plays out, you're like, oh man. Why isn't this working out? It's okay to question that stuff. There's nothing wrong with no. that. I think to your point, too, about being excited here, having Kevin O'Connell on the show last Monday, was yeah. that was a great entry point into, all right, yeah, I think you can feel his energy and just you can sort of see the vision that he has for what this football team could be. And so there's a lot of things to be excited about. But we are going to still poke holes in the things that we don't think are right or that we think should be better and, you know, Maybe just turn the volume down. We, we should put a disclaimer up. We're about to criticize the Vikings here. Uh, you know, turn the volume down in your car or on YouTube or whatever for the next eight minutes, and then we'll be back to random Viking of the week or something. My God. So anyhow, regardless, thank you for uh, to both Rob or I'm sorry, uh, Ty and T for uh, your constructive criticism of the show. We appreciate you guys listening and watching. And that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment. Hopefully, Judd. Uh, makes his way to the dance floor at least a couple of times at this wedding over the weekend. Livia really need Judd. to see what Judd looks like doing the, yeah, Livia yeah. Judd doing the Macarena or something. Shout. I can just see, you know, getting those arms up. <laughs> Shout. Yeah, just, yeah, every Surly Furious. Shout. I can just, I can see it totally. 100%. Yes.
Somebody please snatch some video of that. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Purple Daily.